1: The Greg Kelly Show.
2: Ah. Welcome back to America, Brittany Griner. How do you like us now, huh? A little bit more appreciation for your home country? Still going to take a knee at those games? Not at the championship games, for all I've heard about you. Uh, You're not much of a basketball player, after all. You're kind of mediocre at the WNBA. Uh, Look, she's on her way home. That's good. I never wanted to see an American um, overseas uh, imprisoned unjustly, and I do think it was unjust. However, 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 we just turned over a a master war criminal, uh, Victor Bout, in exchange for her. This guy is responsible for so much carnage, the death of hundreds of Americans. I think he had a big role in the in the explosion of our embassies in East Africa back in 1998. He's killed hundreds and hundreds of Americans. Russia gets this guy and we get Brittany Griner. This is like uh, exchanging Osama bin Laden for stuttering John. I mean, this is this is a ludicrous thing. And Joe Biden, wow, this is it. Look, he's no negotiator. He's never done anything in his life. He's surrounded by people who have never done anything in their lives. They don't know about this stuff. And this is the deal you get. This is the crummiest thing. This is uh this is right up there when the Indians how much did they sell Manhattan to the Dutch for? Like eight bucks or something like that. Uh this is it's a ludicrous deal. Uh the woke left is, oh, boy, they're so happy with this. They're so happy. Even Randy Weingarten, she's the teachers' union head. Remember her? She used to hang around New York City. Now she hangs around America. She's a national force in the Democrat Party. That She's so happy that Brittany is on her way home, and thank you, Joe Biden, for this. I just – I can't get over it. Remember when we let go, like, 50 guys out of Guantanamo Bay for that bum-bo-berg doll? This is right up there with that. We get – War, um, what was he? He was a deserter, a deserter, Bo Bergdahl. That guy's lucky we didn't shoot him when he got back here. He is lucky to be alive. But Bo Bergdahl, private nobody, uh, walks off his post in Afghanistan, gets caught, held by the Taliban for about a year or so. Uh, And we gave, to get him back, we negotiated, we gave over... I think four guys were held in Guantanamo Bay. I mean, hardcore terrorists who were found in Afghanistan shortly after September 11, 2001, um, and in Pakistan also for Bo Bergdahl. Remember that? Obama had Bo Bergdahl's parents there at the uh, – what was it? The Rose Garden everything like that, big celebration. Then we're like, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, Bo Bergdahl, what the hell happened to you over there? <laughs> he, uh, he went for a walk. Well, he had all kinds of issues with the um with the military and the mission and um deserted deserted his troops and now we've got the I don't know. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It really is. Um again, I did not want You may remember, I'm like, "Bring Brittany Griner home." I was saying it on social media, on the show, on the other show uh when people like Lamar and um uh let's see who else, who else. Uh There are a lot of black athletes, quite frankly, who uh, are always getting worked up about very small matters. Anything concerning race in America, they lose their minds. They tweet like crazy. They call for the death of cops. But the Britney Griner thing, they kind of blew off. I wonder why that is. But now that a lot of uh, people are celebrating, although I see one. Who's the football player who said, like I'm saying right now, excuse me? We got Britney Griner. We had to give them this Victor Bout guy. Master war criminal slash illegal arms dealer for Brittany Griner. He's like, that doesn't sound right to me. A football player said that. Hey, do me a favor. Get the Dino. Who is this football player? I like him from the Dallas Cowboys. I liked him for about 10 minutes until, guess what he did? He apologized. He, already, he apologized. Oh, boy, they came down on him so hard. These things used to stay a, you know, a day or a week or a couple of days at least. This guy goes from... um saying something controversial on social media to uh, being cyber bullied by the left to issuing a full and complete apology within about 45 minutes. I'm sorry. I've been now educated. I didn't mean it. Joe Biden is the best. Oh, thank goodness. Everything's fine now. All right, Brittany Griner, welcome home. And you may want to think about standing up next time for that national anthem. What do you say? Huh? What do you say now that you got a taste of what a Russia gulag is like? Do you really think America is that bad? Do you think we're the source of all evil? Hmm? Amazing about the left. Why are they so ashamed of America? I mean, for the time being, it's still a pretty good place to live. Although I feel like that's slipping away fast. Uh, very fast. All right. Hey, did you see my Newsmax show last night? We did that thing. Oh, Barbara. Barbara from Long Island, from Huntington. <laughs> I bet you're proud of me, and I'm proud of you. You made that great observation that for the, for the political left in America, and I've known this for a while, I've, been, I've, I've made this observation myself, that the left wants to uh, replace God with the government. And they use this, this language that is so kind of over the top when they're talking about themselves, they're talking about government, they're talking about the Capitol building as if it's a part of heaven. It's a government building. Uh, Where do I have this? This is in the second block. All right. Now listen to this. This over the top. They're talking about January 6th. They handed out gold medals. Can you believe that to the cops on January 6th? I love the cops, but these guys did not deserve a gold medal for that massive security failure. This is like the 17th ceremony they've had to honor the cops on January 6th. Also, the 17th ceremony to exploit the whole thing for political gain. Listen to the language they use, though. Cut 22. Today,
3: under this hallowed Capitol dome,
4: these high ideals were once again on display right here on this sacred ground beneath the dome. And may we always remember the fallen, the martyrs, the martyrs for democracy. Thank you to our heroes for being us with, with us today and thank all of you for joining us as we canonize these heroes in the pantheon of patriots.
2: You get that? Sacred, martyrs, canonized, hallowed grounds. This pantheon, pantheon of heroes. Well, pantheon means hall of the gods. Martyrs means dying for Jesus Christ. Sacred of or related to God, uh... Hollowed. We know these to be these are this is religious. This evokes feelings of uh loyalty to God, not to federal buildings, not to members of the House of Representatives or the Senate, all right? I love our Constitution, uh, I love uh our government, but I don't I don't fall in love with a building, all right? And these people are trying to say that this is the most important place in the universe, in the universe. I can I can accept important place. I can accept one of the most important places in the country, a very sensitive place, a very important place where they come together. But sacred, hallowed, the martyrs, the canonization, the pantheon, the hall of the gods. Get over yourselves. Get over yourselves. Yeah, Joe Biden, here he is, sacred. i got to look up the actual technical definition of sacred. Hold on. Cut 23, please. To drive us from this sacred ground. Tonight... We've gathered in this
5: sacred space. I swore an oath of office to you and to God to faithfully execute the duties of this sacred office. Fortress are going to hang on the walls of this sacred place, the people's house, forever.
2: Sacred. Connected with God or the gods or dedicated to a religious purpose and so deserving veneration. I don't think so, Joe. president is a very important position. But sacred? Get over yourself. I find it all, quite frankly, very offensive. Don't you? Don't you? And they use that as a weapon to enhance themselves, to reduce us. And that's what they want. They want us to see the state, the state, the government as the ultimate authority in the universe. It's not. The state's power comes from God. It's God. It's all about God. All right? God is in charge. Not you, Joe Biden. All right? Not you, Nancy Pelosi. I see. I see how you're trying to confuse the issue. And there are so many on the left in this irreligious, secular country of ours who sign up for this crap, who want to obey the state, as we saw, wearing those silly, ridiculous masks everywhere they go, keeping their kids out of school, all that stuff. Oh, and the other thing, DEI, this is, if the state is uh, God, what is DEI? Uh, D.E.I. would be uh, one of the saints or, well, probably another god, right? Because pagans believe in multiple gods and uh, you got the federal government and then you got this diversity, equity and inclusion. And Barbara, this is where you come in. Diversity, equity and inclusion. You've heard about that a million times, right? Diversity, equity and inclusion. What could be better than diversity, equity and inclusion? That's exact. that's just all about that. Everybody from the gas station to the Pentagon has a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer. Equity, by the way, is a very dangerous thing. Equality is great. Equity is bad. Equity is communist. Diversity? that was What? It's the easiest thing in the world to go around counting faces, black, white, Hispanic. Oh, therefore, you're not racist, but you're racist. Too many white people. No, that's not human. That's not what we're all about. But now, suddenly... Overnight, that's what everybody's about. So, if you take that diversity, equity, and inclusion, what is diversity, equity, inclusion? What is it? what is How do you abbreviate that? DEI, right? D dot E dot I. Now, what happens when you uh, take those periods out? You got DEI. Now, let's change it a little bit more, like I did last night. Let's um, let's make it a uppercase D and a lowercase E I. Okay. Then we have D E I day. Now, what is that? This is where Barbara came in. She says, "Look that up in Latin," and I did. And what does it mean? Day is the generative singular of Deus. Deus being the Latin word for God or deity. All bow, all kneel at the D E I altar because it's a god. That's what it's about. I really, this is like wow, mystery solved. D-E-I. It's their God. It is their God. Now, I didn't sign up for that, and neither did you. That has, no, that has no link to the true God. Of course not. That's some corrupt program invented by men and women. Quite frankly, evil men and women. What do you guys think? Call me up. Let's see if anything else is going on. U.S. still trying to free ex-Marine Paul Whalen. He's still over there. He's not as fashionable and not as famous, of course, because, well, his name is Paul, and uh, that means he's a man. I'm going to go by gender norms here. He's an ex-Marine. The people at Nike care even less about that. Uh, What else about Paul? Uh, Well, he's a straight male, so he'll wait his turn to come home. We may see him in a couple of years. Uh, But Brittany Griner, the lesbian basketball player who's married to another woman who, by the way, I watched at the White House (laughs) today. I think she snubbed Joe Biden, and I think she snubbed him on purpose. Gonna review the tape. Also, did you see Joe Biden? He held the door open. It was Joe, the doorman. It's one thing to hold the door open for one person, but you ever open the door for one person and then they're with somebody else, and you wind up holding the door for like seven people as they come in, and they'll right, you feel like a doorman, and nothing wrong with being a doorman, but uh, he's the president of the United States, and he held the door for seven people who just walked right on by him. It was like they. It was not good. Not good for America. And neither is – hey, welcome home, Brittany, but um, this whole thing is terrible. Victor Bout, terrorist for you. We lost out again under Biden. Be right back.
1: Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show.
0: Hmm, hmm,
2: hmm. Another thing I did on the Newsmax show last night, great, big, beautiful tribute to um, Herschel Walker, who did a fabulous job uh, with very little help from the swamp, from rhinos all over the place. Um, They worked so hard against him, colluding with Democrats, big media, of course. Um, He did a great job, came very, very close. I don't know how anybody, anybody in his position, could win. Did he have baggage? Yeah, sure. Everybody has some baggage, but I noticed that. Well, they did everything they could to highlight his, uh, create some dirty laundry where there may not have been any, and totally cover up for Raphael Warnock. Um, this is the report I saw the day, the night before the election. Just this is this is it, right? Night before. How about a kind of a quick summary of these guys? Who they are, why they want to be senator. You know, when I meet a politician who's running for an office, you should see how I interview them compared to say how Chuck Todd, you know? Chuck Todd will try to get him. And 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 uh five years ago you said this, but yesterday you said that. Just try to catch him in something. The first thing you gotta find out is um who are you? <laughs> okay, if they're running against an incumbent, what's wrong with the incumbent? But it's gotta be like, what would you do as a United States Senator? What are your priorities? Sometimes the simplest question is the best. Uh, Let's see. Ted Kennedy actually blew it. There might have been a president, Ted Kennedy, by the way, if he could have answered this question Why do you want to be president? So Roger Mudd of NBC News at the time in 1979 asked Ted Kennedy during one of those big, uh, it wasn't 60 minutes, but it was like 60 minutes. I forgot the name of the show. Why do you want to be president? And then it was almost like Jackie Gleason. It was like Jackie Gleason when they said, um, for $4,000, who was the composer of Swanee River? Remember that? Remember that episode? <laughs> humana, 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 humana. Ed, Ed, Ed Norton, he had no idea what the answer to that question. He had never thought about it. Uh, I, I'm supposed to be the president. My name is a uh, – wait, how did he speak again? Uh, my name is Kennedy and uh, – Uh, I was with that young girl, but there was nothing improper that happened. I was uh, making sure that she got home uh, to her cottage in Nantucket. Um, He had never thought about it, and it came across. He had no idea what to say. And he's like, "Ha ha! Well, uh if you think about it. America has uh, is a land of uh, tremendous uh, natural uh, resources, and therefore, should I be uh, uh, should I come to into the nomination? Should I proffer myself for that office?" He said nothing, and it took him ten minutes to say nothing. And he went down. All right. So why do I bring all this up? Oh, because of what happened in Georgia. Uh, listen to this. Cut thirteen, please.
6: Warnock, who was first elected in 2021, is now facing his second runoff in just two years. The Democrats have already secured a majority in the Senate. Why does a 51st seat matter here?
3: Oh, this is a Georgia seat. It matters to Georgia. Tonight,
6: the former football star is facing a new accusation of physical abuse. Cheryl Parsa, who says she had a five-year relationship with Walker, tells NBC's Vaughn Hilliard Walker tried to punch her. He had his hand on my throat and my chest. And then he
7: leaned back to throw a punch. Why are you voting for Raphael Warnock?
0: I'd say it's because he's just a catalyst for change in all the areas that I'm really passionate about, like the woman's right to choose.
2: See? Raphael Warnock was right on abortion. And Herschel Walker, according to the left, was wrong on abortion. So. You drag out all kinds of characters, whether their story uh, uh, holds up or not, doesn't matter. Do whatever you can to take them out, and that's what they did. But boy, oh boy, did they expose themselves! They went too far once again. Give me a moment. Greg Kelly,
1: you're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
2: You ever had anybody ever send you something in Dropbox? Who the hell invented that? What is it even for? It never works for me. Hey, uh, oh, Barbara, Barbara from Huntington. I talked about you on TV last night.
7: I know. I know. You did a magnificent job with that whole segment. It was so comprehensive and really powerful. Very understandable. You are a teacher.
6: Well,
2: hey, the teacher needs a teacher, and that's you. Uh, you brought that thing, DEI, to my attention but uh, let's—it's pretty cool the way we did it, right? With the animation and the dots going away, and then the lowercase. It, it just kind of—you uh, know—it's one thing to have an idea; it's great, great idea. But then you got to make it. You got to make it into something. You got to, and it's quite frankly, that's where the art kicks in. So, uh, thank you for appreciating it, and uh, good stuff.
7: That's that's where the art and the skill comes in. But I also wanted to add a little emphasis mm. that. Remember, this is Nancy Pelosi we're talking about here and the language she used. Now, she often boasts that she was raised a Catholic in a very holy household. So when she uses the word canonized, she's not referring to anything about the Bible. When she says we're canonizing them in the pantheon of heroes, canonized means in her church that they are declared a, a saint by the church. Now, that's quite a high bar for her to be talking about, but she knows very well what canonized means, and she is so exaggerating, as you pointed out. And when she said martyrs, she's talking about not people who live for Christ, but people who willingly died for their faith or their beliefs. So you were giving her a nicer interpretation than I think she deserved to have, because she flaunts her belief in the Catholic Church's teachings.
2: Yeah, she's no good. What a terrible person. And uh hope she gets it straightened out before it's too late. Uh, but thank you. And that DEI, wow, that is their God. And it's not ours, of course. And uh, that, was, uh, that was something else. So anyway, Barbara, thank you very much. Keep in touch. As a matter of fact, keep in touch, all right? Everybody needs a teacher here. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. Uh, let's see what uh, Sammy has to say in Howard Beach. Hi,
3: hey Greg. Uh, listen, Roger Mudd was working for CBS until about 1980 when um, CBS announced that Dan Rather.
2: I know, and was- Roger Mudd quit in a huff. He he was so mad. He was so steamed at Dan Rather. He he, he walked out the door. He Didn't even tell his boss. He was he just he he left and he never came back.
1: I
3: was going to say it wasn't 60 minutes and I know you didn't say All right, that, it doesn't
2: matter, dude. Roger Mudd interviewed somebody on some show. The point is what Ted Kennedy said to him. Ted Kennedy said, "Let me see if I can find that." I, I All right. So, you know, I mean, it really doesn't matter anymore. Say, uh uh Roger Mudd's dead, by the way. Um and so is Ted Kennedy. So, it doesn't matter where they said it. It's where it's it's what they said, okay?
5: CBS reports.
2: All right. I, I, all right. I I don't care. Thank you. I don't. I mean, thank you, Rich. Uh, thank you, thank you. All right, Rich in Pennsylvania, what's going on?
3: Thanks, Greg. Uh, first of all, Barbara, I heard her yesterday, and then again today, and I had no idea about
2: how uh, desperate the, um, the Biden administration was moving on this and the Democrats,
5: and it it really struck me like. Hey, it back. Rich,
2: did you watch my show last night? I didn't. Yeah. Thanks for nothing, man. You know what? That that's the heavy lift. All right. Wow. That you missed the whole thing. All right. Damn it. All right. Well, anyway, thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. That would have moved. Anyway, we all appreciate Barbara. But uh, you know, I. Um, all right. All right. Uh, one more. I'm getting really furious with you, people. Carrie in New York. Not really, Carrie. What's going on?
8: Hi, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. Mm. Um, have you ever heard of something called uh, the New Order of Barbarians? No. Yes, it's something that I uh, found out about some months ago, and it refers to, this was um, something that um, someone who published, a man who attended a seminar that over 50 years ago, a Dr. Richard Day, um, uh, had a seminar. It was like uh, a uh, okay. secret meeting about what would be happening 50-somewhat years from now, which is now. And a lot of what's going on in this world, if you were to read, just look up new Bar- New Order of Barbarians. Just do a search online. Is it a seminar or it, a book? No, it's a seminar. It's a um, seminar that um, this doctor <laughs> did back in uh, 1969. What,
2: he videotaped a seminar in 1969?
8: No, no. He he spoke about it, and what he did is he spoke before some other people, some other doctors, and he asked them to please not to record in any way, just take notes on what he believed would be happening 50 years later. Um, all right, now. and he
2: called it out, and huh? He, he predicted it accurately.
8: Yes, because practically everything from what's going on, you know, um, what's going on today is happening. So I'm wondering if it was a prediction, or if what's going on today is that was used as a playbook, because it's almost like it could might as well be a playbook mm. for what's happening today. All right, what's it
2: called again? And the Barbarians, what?
8: New order of barbarians.
2: New order of Bar- barbarians. Okay, new order of barbarians. I shall check it out. Uh, oh here's uh, well not nothing to get excited about uh, Joe Biden why couldn't he handle questions on Brittany Griner he couldn't handle any questions but this is a uh, you know ostensibly a good news story for him cut 36 please
5: good Morning folks and it is a good morning Moments ago standing together with her wife Cheryl uh, in the oval office I spoke with Brittany Griner She's safe she's on a plane she's on her way home After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hard-working public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her
2: release. Stop. You all had your asses handed to you. Victor Bout, international war criminal, was handed over. You don't, you got to have a, it's a trade, right? It's a trade. It's like trading baseball cards. It it, it wasn't a fair trade. We needed more. We needed more. Uh, We should have given them far less, far less. Victor Bout, you don't let a guy like that, especially when there's a war going on right now, Now, from what I understand, they don't want Victor Bout back so they can put him in Russia jail. They want Victor Bout back so they can give him a mansion, they can give him a helicopter, and they can give him access to the Ukraine battlefield and arms dealers and all that stuff. They want to put him back to work. And it looks like he'll be killing Ukrainians by the end of the week, most likely. What the hell kind of deal is this? And I look at the fake news and they're all praising him. Joe Biden, wow. You know, all of his experience in Washington helped bring on this moment. And Secretary of State Blinken, oh, gosh. All right. Him. What about Paul Whalen? He says something about him. Cut 43.
6: Securing the release of Americans who've been wrongfully detained is a top priority for me as Secretary of State. And it's something. Every single day. And so, while we're elated at Brittany returning home, we continue to work relentlessly to bring Paul Whelan home as well. Despite our efforts, the Russian government has not yet been willing to end his wrongful detention. They continue to insist on sham charges of espionage and are treating Paul's case differently. As a result, Paul and his loved ones continue to suffer needlessly and unjustly. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. The choice was one or none. I wholeheartedly wish that we could have brought Paul home today on the same plane as Brittany, just as at the time I wish we could have brought Brittany and Paul home when we secured the release of Trevor Reed back in April.
2: All right. Can you imagine negotiating with this guy? Is this guy going to push you around at the negotiation table? No, you're going to tell him what the terms are. What a wimp. I mean, and you notice how everything he says, it sounds like a question. Everything is kind of like left hanging a little bit. Paul Whalen, who continues to be held on uh, sham charges of espionage. We will continue everything we can do to bring him home eventually and release him from Russian captivity. It just (laughs) it's these are wimpy people. He has no experience in the real world. You know what he did before he was secretary of state? Uh, well, he was a deputy secretary of state uh, doing favors for Hunter Biden. Literally, we have emails establishing that um, dropping everything he had to do in the middle of the day to meet with Hunter Biden. You can look it up. Uh, and before that, what did he do for his professional life? You know what he did? He hung around Joe Biden on the Senate Foreign Relations staff, Senate Foreign Relations Committee staff. He was a staff member. And when you are a staff member, nothing wrong with being a staff person, but you're not a leader. You're not really in charge of much. You're a staff member. And after all those decades hanging around Joe Biden, being Joe Biden's uh, butler, you sound like this. During the
6: release of Americans who've been wrongfully detained is a top priority for me as Secretary of State. And it's something every single day.
2: Every single day. And Even so, at that state dinner the other night, he was thinking about Brittany Griner, right? Yeah. Even when you were uh, in Martha's Vineyard with all your friends on that yearly fishing trip you'd go on. Yeah, I heard that story. Uh, Let's see. Let's get somebody who uh, has some uh, brass ones to say something. Uh, Bernie Carrick, cut 42.
1: Their priorities are uh, skewed, if you will. Uh, The appropriate exchange would have been Whalen. If they were going to do what they did uh, in the exchange and give back basically a a warrior for Putin. Give back a former KGB guy to Putin. Well, then give us the Marine. Um, Why that wasn't done prior? No idea. Uh, It just seems pretty uh, ironic. They would take they would take this warrior for Putin and exchange uh, him for, you know, a basketball player. Look, I'm not I'm not saying that Greiner should be continued, should have been continued to be held Honestly, in all honesty, she shouldn't have been there in the first place. That's the bottom line. But the exchange itself, you know, leaves a lot to be desired for the administration and what they're going to do for Waylon and his family.
2: All right. Excellent. Excellent, Bernie Carrick. Uh, I'm really glad that he and Rudy Giuliani are friends again. Uh, And that's been they've been friends. But I think for a little while there they were uh, a little bit on the outs, but they are. They're friends all over again. All right. Have we seen the Harry and Meghan uh, documentary yet? It came out at midnight last night. I did not. uh, I'm kind of, I got to admit, it all worked. The publicity buzz and all that stuff. You got to see what they're about. Uh, I understand they're moaning and crying because because Harry wore that Nazi shirt (laughs) in 2007. And somehow it's everybody else's fault. I think that Nazi shirt. And I put it on my uh, Twitter a couple of days ago. That is a very significant moment. I I put it up there a couple of days ago just when I found out he was getting that silly anti-racism award from the Kennedys and Alec Baldwin was going to give it to him. It was just like, wait, are you kidding me? This guy gets the anti-racism award? Uh, As an adult male, he was walking around with a swastika on his shirt, you know, just for laughs. Ha ha. Um, as an adult male, he was making fun of uh, the people of Pakistan because of the way they look as an adult male, uh, and he gets the he gets the anti-racism award. I thought that was kind of crazy, so I put this picture up. It got a huge response on Twitter, and now I think I figured it out. Because of these charges of racism against Harry, well, he wanted to prove to the world how woke he was and uh, now has become this unconscionable, unbearable, liberal – uh, I'm sure he genuinely likes uh, Megan. I mean, she is a hottie. I'll give her that. But um, I think there was the added benefit of, uh, you know, hey, you see, I'm not a racist. Right? Right? Jason in Jersey City. Hey, pal. How are you? Hey, Greg. It's good to hear from you. Talk to you again, man. I was, um, you know, I love Rush Limbaugh.
3: You know what I mean? I'm sure you did, too. Mm. And every now and again when I'm listening to you, because you're who I listen to now, I – during a commercial I flip over to those two uh guys who took over for Rush and it just so happened I'll never do that again because
2: I'm a loyal person to you it's okay why what happened
3: they had Ann Coulter on right and you know Ann Coulter I used to admire Ann Coulter yeah she
2: doesn't like Trump anymore I like her too. she doesn't like Trump anymore but what happened she hates Trump so she was telling these two clowns
3: in my opinion um uh You know, you got to be honest. She was yelling at them. You got to be honest with your listeners. Trump is a loser. It's Trump's fault this, Trump's fault that. And they did exactly what you just said about dude with the humming a humming a humming Ed Norton. They literally fell apart when Ann Coulter was badgering them.
2: Ooh. Look, I don't like it when conservatives fight. All right. We got to support each other. I mean, the whole world's out to get us. We shouldn't be out to get each other. So I wish, uh, think you're talking about Clay and Buck. I wish them success. I didn't hear the exchange. Look, you're supposed to say controversial things and people are going to disagree on the radio. That's fine. Ann Coulter has her position. Um, If she said that to me, it would have been a different conversation from what it sounds like. But I'm not going to get on Clay and Buck's case. All right. I support them. I want them to succeed because there are so few of us out there. Really. And we rely on each other a little bit, you know, when it comes time for selling books and that kind of thing. So, um, all right. Well, anyway, I appreciate your loyalty. Anything else on your mind? Hey, do me a favor. You were in, you were in prison, right? Yes. Uh, how long has it been since you got out?
3: Uh, uh, it'll be 10 years um, uh, this upcoming April.
2: How long are you in?
3: Twelve and a half years.
2: I'm going to ask you a strange question about prison, all right? And I want you to go k- ahead. All right. Is there anything about prison that you miss?
3: Uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to sound like a weirdo when I answer no, that I question. Know, I, I mean, I would, yeah, no, please, thank you. I miss not having to do anything. <laughs> 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 you know, I, mean, I miss, but, you know, it was very violent and dangerous and ugly and horrible and everything you can imagine times 20, you know, but if I were to honestly say what I miss about prison, it was not having to do anything, you know, except go to school and whatever you wanted to do.
2: <laughs> That's it's kind of funny. I just knew, I, I don't know why I thought about this this morning, but I thought yes. that in prison you might have conversations with people that you don't normally have, for instance, younger guys with older guys, you know what I mean? Just talking to each other. And I could imagine that happening in prison. I, could, I, I, I just thought I just for whatever reason, I thought I could see somebody leaving prison, not having those conversations again and missing that aspect of prison life. Not that you wouldn't want to go back to prison, but anyway, Hey, thank you for the honesty. And, uh, that may, what are you doing now? By the way,
3: anytime, Greg, Greg, I'm a uh, retired carpenter. And, um, I actually, uh, there are so many facets to my, I don't mean to sound interesting cause I'm not, but, uh, you know, at this point I lived with my, uh, when I got out of prison, I, um, I met a man and, uh, we've been in a relationship ever since. And, uh, you know, I'm a retired carpenter, but what I do basically is I build furniture for friends, and I do things for friends, sheetrock, this kind of thing. But, All right. Uh, I found God in prison. I, I changed my entire life in prison. Listen, once upon a time, man, if I saw you walking down the street, the first thing I would think about is clubbing you and taking your wallet. You know what I mean? Wow. But that that's a dead issue.
2: All right. Hey, uh, so wait a second. Did you just say you're, um, you know, Right. I mean, that's fine, but... I'm a gay American. Oh, (laughs) wait, who are you? (laughs) Uh, Governor McGreevy, remember that? Hey, do you remember that? It was so amazing. When he said that, it was like... It was the most shocking thing in the world. He was finished in politics forever, right? Now, we've come to the point that it is the ultimate credential in politics. Pete Buttigieg almost became president because he's gay. Isn't that it? Isn't that... I mean... As a gay man, how do you feel about that? Is that, you see that as a, look, I got to go. To be continued, they're giving me the cut sign. Jason, I appreciate it. Thanks. I'll be right back.
1: Greg Kelly.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust? Or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com/system all lowercase to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com/system.
1: You're listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
8: But I looked at this particular incident. And it wasn't about a uh, traffic stop. It wasn't about a golf cart. It was about integrity.
2: Oh, the mayor of Tampa, Florida, talking about why she had to get rid of the police chief, Chief Mary O'Connor. What did she do? She did what, uh, quite frankly, I think you're supposed to do as a cop when you get pulled over. You ready for this? Cut 20, I know you heard this by now, but I'm still furious about the whole thing. Cut 24.
3: Good evening. How you doing? Good. I'm Deputy Secretary of the Sheriff's Office. Stops you because you driving tag or an uh, unregistered vehicle with no tag on it
7: on the roadway. Yeah, we were we went to the club. It was closed, so we went over and
9: picked up some. Is your camera on? It is. I'm the police chief in Tampa. Oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay. I'm hoping that you'll just let
4: us go tonight.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll say, uh, now that you say I... Uh, you look familiar,
4: so...
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I do. Okay. So, all right, folks. Well, uh, have a good night. Staying over here in East Lake Woodlands? Yeah, you live in did. East Lake Woodlands. Yes.
4: Uh, okay.
3: All right. Well, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> so, I'm Deputy Jacoby. Okay. Same
5: here, my friend. All right. Take so. care of yourself. All right, Sorry take care. to bother you. All right, no worries. No worries.
2: Huh? Oh. what did she do, huh? I'm the police... Ch- I'm the police chief in Tampa. She identified herself. She said... Hoping you'll let us go tonight. She didn't order him to let them go. She didn't demand. She hoped. Anybody who's ever been pulled over by a cop hopes they don't get a ticket. Hopes they're free to go. Unbelievable. Cops can't do anything anymore, huh? Can't do anything. And so a lot of them understandably aren't. Be back soon. Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly Show. Hey, to the guy in Howard Beach who called with that information about the CBS Reports. Thank you. CBS Reports was at a time way back when a pretty good show, a pretty good show. Um, And yeah, Roger Mudd did it on uh, CBS. That's back before he got the axe. Well, he didn't get the axe. Uh, Dan Rather reporting was promoted in 1981, 1980, really to take Walter Cronkite's job, and that made him so angry. It's very interesting, the rivalry that happened. Not that interesting, but the rivalry, the jealousy that happens between people who work at the same TV station. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's a thing. Did I ever tell you I remember the first time I got to a squadron in the Marine Corps? You know what they did the very first day? They throw you a party. They throw you a great big party. It's beautiful. Wow, thank you. And then the guy who's leaving... They throw him a party as well. They call it a hail and farewell. Hello, goodbye. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, You show up at your first TV station. (laughs) You're on your own. (laughs) Uh, Who are you? Yeah. Where'd you come from? Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, Never talk to you again. (laughs) It's just you are. It's doggy dog. And I used to think, oh, the people in the military are just better people. Not true. Um, People are people people are competitive or whatever but in the military they were protected by rank all right rank is an interesting thing it can be limiting it also can be um, a protection no one it's not like the general's going to come up uh, to the base and say okay lieutenant kelly you're now in charge of all these people i like you that much you're in charge now colonel so-and-so get the hell out of here lieutenant kelly's it can't work that way it's actually illegal to work that way it will never work that way in the civilian world It's conceivable, would not be illegal, it's unlikely, but things like that have been known to uh, happen. All right. So where the hell is uh, Brittany Griner? Is she back yet? Is she making her way? Uh, Is she really going to come to America? Are we good enough for her? I mean, she really had a big problem with us, right, with the kneeling and uh, what, the systemic racism and all this stuff. I mean, is she going to come back? Maybe she'd be happier in uh, Swaziland, huh? Is she coming back to America? Do we know this for a fact? She's in the United Arab Emirates right now. Maybe she's going to maybe she's gonna make that her new home. Hmm? Is she still going to kneel at the National Anthem? Hey, I'm glad she's coming back. And if you've been listening to this show, you know that I've been kind of saying, I don't care what her political positions uh, were. I want her out of there. Just like Paul Whalen. I want them home. Uh, but now that she's back, uh, yeah, game on as far as the criticism. You were an embarrassment. You, Brittany Griner, and your drugs going over there. You shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't have done it. A lot of this is on you, but I'm glad you're home nonetheless. I am. I'm glad you're out of there. Joe Biden, of course, negotiated the worst deal in the world. The worst deal. <laughs> What's this guy? Victor Bout, one of the worst mass murderers, arms dealers uh, alive right now. We give him away. We get Brittany Griner back. This is right out of the Barack Obama-Bo Bergdahl exchange we let half of Guantanamo Bay go for Bo Bergdahl, war deserter. Just left, left this post, walked away in Afghanistan. Taliban didn't like him either. Taliban, the Taliban liked him less than his buddies in the army. Uh shouldn't have done that, Bo. I wonder where he is these days. He made a podcast that uh all right, Brittany Griner is back. I don't even know what team she plays on. Does anybody know what team? I don't even was she on the New York Liberty? That's our team, right? Uh, when is the, when is the women's basketball season? Is it the same time as this would be a good time to bring Mike inside? Uh, Mike DiDino, the sports guy knows all this stuff in the meantime. Uh, let's see here. Part of it is part of the celebration at the white house is, uh, I mean, the identity politics thing is a big deal. The identity politics. Now we don't care that she's gay, but boy, oh boy, does Joe Biden does the media and, uh, Randy Weingarten, uh, let's hear from uh, Brittany Griner's wife, and I'm happy she's going to be reunited. Uh, but again, this is a imbalance. This is a, a chump exchange. Chump change, chump exchange. Cut 37, please.
9: So over the last nine months, y'all have been um, so privy to one of the darkest moments of my life. And so today I'm just standing here um, overwhelmed with emotions, but... The most important emotion that I have right now is just sincere gratitude um, for President Biden and his entire administration. Um, he just mentioned this work is not easy and it has not been. There's been so many hands involved. And so I'd like to take a moment to just specifically mention a few. Uh, Vice President Harris, Secretary Blinken, Jake Sullivan, Joss Geltzer, from the National Security Council, Roger Carton and Fletcher, Shone from the Hostage Envoy's Office. Um, a special thank you to Governor Richardson and Mickey, um, the Mercury players, the WMB PA for your advocacy and also um you guys may not know this but um my family has been tremendously supported by the Washington um agency bg's agent um z colis has just been amazing for me and my family throughout this process
2: all right uh congratulations uh and she did thank, thank joe joe biden Uh, I have no beef with her. I have even no beef with uh, Brittany Griner herself. But the exchange is totally imbalanced. And I understand some athlete out there. I don't know who it is. I think a football player for Dallas. Mike Dadino, who has the same concerns that I do in the NFL?
10: Michael Parsons, Dallas Cowboys linebacker.
2: Michael Parsons, Dallas Cowboys linebacker. What did he say? How did he get himself in trouble? It's amazing. It's amazing how you can get yourself in trouble. Serious trouble for just saying what you think. What did he do? So first he tweeted...
10: um, I believe it was something along the lines – I don't have the exact tweet here, but he was upset about the Marine getting left in. He has family in the Marine, so he was upset about the Marine not coming home and Brittany Griner coming home. I don't guess he was upset. He wasn't upset about Brittany Griner coming home, but he was upset the Marine was not home as well. And then he – All right, so wait a second. Paul Whalen,
2: we are upset. He's still there. Nobody talks about him. Everybody's forgotten him. He's still there. Uh, So he says he's upset about that. Okay, what happened next?
10: And then he tweeted at
2: Joe – Biden. He tweeted at Joe Biden. Yeah, he said,
10: we're not, and I quote, we're not voting for you. <laughs> good for him. Good for him. I like oh, it. Oh, I'm stoked about that. Michael, I like that. What's his name again? Michael who? Micah. M-I-C-A-H.
2: Parsons. M-I-C-A-H Parsons, and he plays uh, linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys.
10: Yeah, hell of a player, too.
2: He's good, huh? Hell okay. of a player. And uh, what happened after that?
10: And then he obviously... Got, um, had to take it
2: down. Apologize. Whoa, 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 whoa! Obviously, obviously, according to who? I mean, that's not um, that's not against Twitter policy. You're allowed to say those things. You're allowed to express your political viewpoint. So, obviously, obviously, according to whom? What, what happened?
10: Well, this is what he said. He said my last tweet was no shot at Brittany. Hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I want to find out.
2: You said obviously. Yeah. Now I want to me, and I'm not. This is not on you, but. A lot of people would say, that. obviously, according to what doesn't the go N- the NFL. What a bunch of people on Twitter were mad at him. Like,
10: why? Obviously, did he have to take that back? Because he went against the mainstream media. And who applied the pressure on him? I would presume people in his corner um, could have been in the NFL.
2: Could have been. That's the thing. That's the thing. People in his corner. What the hell do they know? His his his, 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 what, his posse, who the people he runs with, family. They don't care. I mean, they they, they don't. They, you don't check with your family about the stuff you tweet. For the most part. I don't, I mean, well, I kind of do, but <laughs> that's, I mean, I would imagine this came from the woke,
10: not broke NFL. Yeah, I'm not sure where it came from, but regardless, he had a. He Wait had a second,
2: it. you blow that off like it's not important. It's important. They. It's the big, he works, he's a, an employee for one of the biggest corporations in America. Uh, this had to be a corporate move. I mean, let me see. Let me look up this guy. What else do we know about Michael Parsons? Micah. Micah.
10: Um, from a football standpoint, or from a personal standpoint, this is a
2: more of a per- I mean, you already said he's a good player. So what else do I need to do? I believe
10: about? he has family in the Marines, which is why he was seemingly so upset about this. Um, I don't know. Seemingly what exact... so upset. You're so skeptical. Well, you sound like
2: you work in the uh, press office of uh, Roger Goodell. Yes. I mean, come on.
10: What? Me and Roger are close.
2: Uh, take that back. I'm just joking. I don't good, like Roger. Good. Goodell. We hate. We hate that guy. You hate Goodell? I totally. Absolutely. That jerk in the basement, that phony video, we at the NFL stand against racism as if we all stand for it. You know what I mean? You're being special by saying you're against racism. He does it. He's worth $89 million billion, and he pretends he has a cheap uh, wood panel, Atari station, PlayStation in the basement. I don't like that guy. All right, so what happened next?
10: So then Parsons tweets, let me pull it up here. Uh, he apologizes for the tweet. He says, my, le- my last tweet was no shot at Brittany Griner. I'm super happy she's back home. I have family who served and it's crazy to me. The president wouldn't bring him home, too. This is interesting. He says, I'm the first I'm the first thing from a Trump supporter, but I'm not a fan of Biden either.
2: You see how you have to. Yeah, er, you have to say like you have to give yourself that space yeah. to criticize a Democrat. Oh, I don't like tr- – I'm the furthest thing from a Trump supporter. You know what, Michael Parsons? You were a good guy for about eight minutes, and then you sold out like the rest of them. Didino, you know, don't be like that. You think I'm a sellout? I think I see the potential. I see the potential. potential Not the sellout. sellout is too-, Sellout's too strong, but I do see the potential for you to go like this. Which way is the wind blowing? Okay, how is this going to affect me and my my, my brand and my, and, my and my this and my that and my this and my that? And will some guy in a locker room, if I'm back there, look at me funny, someday if I – there you think is I'm a yes man? There is some of that. No, you're very – maybe – look, maybe there's something to this. But I do think you're a little bit strategic. A lot of you guys actually in the sports world, when it comes to sports journalists – you're more scared than the fake news. No disrespect, but you guys don't want to. You guys don't want to jeopardize your access and your sources and whatever free, not you, but whatever freebies that they get. Right? You know what I'm talking about. They are very. They play by the NFL's rules.
10: Well, typically, I was going to say, and and my in my from my knowledge, it seems that most of the media, the sports media, leans left. Majority of the media leans left. I'm All not right. sure why that is. Well, don't
2: don't don't follow that. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't don't. Uh, but anyway, that's a very uh, very uh, thorough. How old is this guy,
10: Micah? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say he was drafted last year. I'm going to say he's 23.
2: That's it. Wow, he's only been around for a year. Yeah, young guy. Okay. All right. Now, what about the WNBA? What about her, Brittany Griner? What? I guess I should know something about her <laughs> what team what team does she play the on? Phoenix Mercury she's on.
10: I don't watch the WNBA. I don't think many people in the world really watch the WNBA. And why is that? Is it bad basketball? It's 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 awful basketball. It's awful. It's unwatchable. Wait, frank.
2: seriously? It's that bad? Ah, Wait, cuz women's soccer, if you watch women's soccer, it's kind of like men's soccer. The field's too big. It's chase the ball just like with men's soccer. I mean, what, did they miss the baskets or something? I mean, what's wrong with it?
10: Oh, man. Maybe I'm getting myself into a corner here. No, just be honest. What's the deal? What's wrong with it? It's just not enjoyable to watch. Actually, I watched a little bit of the uh, the March March Madness for the women's this year. A little bit of that. That was somewhat entertaining. Why? Were there bloopers or something? No, they... it's just uh, there's, uh, there's some some good players there.
2: Okay. All right. Didino, Michael, thank you very much. Hey, how do people find you on uh Uh, That little uh, – what's that thing that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger? Website. What is it?
10: Business is booming on the website. What kind of business is
2: it? Just Business. What do you mean it's by booming. that? It's booming. just a quote I like to no, say. No, I mean, but what do you do on your website? What is your website, first of all? So
10: the website is wabcsportsradio.com. Oh, what's the one that you really pat? Pa- –
2: don't you have another one?
10: Well, that's the Instagram page, which I've now kind of changed gears on.
2: You stepped away
10: from? Stepped away from the Instagram page, doing more stuff for the website. Now wabcsportsradio.com for anybody out there that wants to click on it right now,
2: help our numbers out. That's fantastic. I'm, that's very big of you, by the yeah, way. Man. That's a good thing to do. Now that you've established that – uh, do we want to give your Instagram page a little bit of love? We
10: 77 WABC Sports. Wow, you are a company man through and through. I love it. I'm a company man. All right. Mike Tedino. we appreciate it. Thank you, Greg, as always. Have yes. a great weekend. Oh, it's Thursday. Have a great Thursday night.
2: Uh, calm down there. Sorry. Easy there. Easy there. What was that all about? <laughs> was have a good a- night, man. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all you. About, all right. You can turn that mic off. Eesh, what the hell was that attitude about? Did you catch that, everybody? Was very sarcastic he had that whole thing that whole thing planned about the weekend anyway he's a great guy but i found that kevin he's out of the room now be honest wasn't that a little bit of attitude there there was something up i think he was just excited to be on the show to talk about it and all no, seemed to be like trying to i'm gonna throw i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't know i don't know anyway this might be booming for him today who knows Ah, here's the wife come on in darling judith is here
9: silly season
2: what do you mean by that
9: it means the holidays, the gifts, the bills, the tips.
2: Oh, we got to tip everybody.
9: I can't take it anymore. The mailman, the the doorman, the people in the parking lot. Do we the... even,
2: you never see, we live in an apartment building. We never see the mailman.
9: No, I stalk the mailman.
2: What do you mean by that?
9: Wait, looking to see if anyone's paid me a check. So i right. like, has the mail come, has the mail come, the mail, come. The mail come? A lot <laughs> of
2: the business my wife does is uh, through the mail. Uh, well, what does our mailman look like? I hope he's a is-
9: lovely-looking gentleman, and there's a woman as well. And I will have to tip them because I know them very well. And mm. everyone should do that. All um, right,
2: all right. Uh, what brings you here today?
9: Lunch. You know, I forgot. I was on the phone on the way over, and I forgot to bring your lunch. And then I thought moral support is what? just as good.
2: All right, darling. Good to see you, everybody. Uh, thank you very much, Brittany Griner, for all I've said. Welcome home. I'll be right back. Red Kelly
0: He's your numero uno.
1: This is the Greg Kelly Show.
2: Uh, just remember, government buildings are government buildings. We love America, but let's uh, let's take it easy with the religious references. It's amazing they want it. Just like Karl Marx, I think this was his playbook. Right? You make the state, you make the government the god. And so many people out there are have already given up on uh, religion. They're just uh, indulging themselves every which way. Secular. They're all in with this corrupt, horrible world. Well, oh, there's some nice things too, but you know what I mean. They're all in, and uh, they don't. They don't consider God. They don't revere God. They don't love God. I'm sorry. I think it's available to everybody, and I hope everybody comes around. But a lot of people won't. Um, for a long time, by the way, I was one of those people just you know, all about me, 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 me. But to hear this, it's totally offensive. This is wrong that you do not assign this level of reverence to an institution, even to, even if the institution is America. All right? This is way too much. And here we go again. Cut 22. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi using uh, religion in a way that's... Uh, Well, sacrilegious, cut 22.
3: Today, under this hallowed Capitol dome,
4: these high ideals were once again on display right here on this sacred ground beneath the dome. And may we always remember the fallen, the martyrs, the martyrs for democracy. Thank you to our heroes for being with, with us today and thank all of you for joining us as we canonize these heroes in the pantheon of patriots
2: pantheon the hall of the gods canonized martyrs hey you want to know the real secret to nancy and chuck why they're really in the game of politics listen to chuck schumer right here rattle off all of his bodyguards okay 15 guys cut 21
3: to my personal detail mike kevin joe dewan and chris as well as Antonio, Larry, Sifonia, Christian, Brian, Darren, Cat, Fernando, Richardson, and Alex, thank you. Thank you what you do every day to keep me, all right, my family, and my staff safe.
2: You know, you should have cut some of them loose on January 6th to protect the building, all right? Fernando and Keith and Dewan and Lou and Fred and George and Pete and Bill, all keeping an eye on Chuck. That's why. That's why they want these leadership positions. It makes them feel important with a bunch of bodyguards and a bunch of SUVs. It's a big lesson in power. I'll be back.
1: Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show.
2: Hey, doesn't this sound like a uh, really sad person and uh, her situation needs to be addressed and investigated? Um, This is Raphael Warnock's wife, -wife. ex-wife. Raphael Warnock is on his way to a full term in the United States Senate. Uh, He's a deadbeat dad, doesn't pay his child support, doesn't seem to be particularly interested in his kids. And when he shows up around his ex-wife, he gets very, very, uh, what's the word, violent, according to her. Cut 14, please.
9: And he just starts backing the car, up. <laughs> and he wasn't going fast like i'm not I'm not bleeding, but <laughs> I just can't believe he would run me over.
2: Wow, that's really tough, and you know what It's part of the public record that's police body cam footage, and we never heard a word about it during the campaign. Yeah, I put it on my show, maybe Tucker did once. Or more maybe more than that. But then, then you know what happens? Media and all these websites say, How dare he do that? How dare the right media right wing media do that? What? Report the truth? Report public record? And look at what the left does to Herschel Walker. That's that's Raphael Warnock's ex wife. She exists. Her name is Ulyai Nadoye. She exists. She's a person with a name. And all the women who came out and showed up at Gloria Allred's office, do they have names? Yeah. Can you use them? No. Cut 15.
7: He says the woman who... Rothley allegations as not to be identified for privacy concerns and that they have corroborated the details with a close friend. Last week, a second woman, her face and name withheld. NBC News is not revealing the woman's identity nor the documents at her request for privacy. The woman who
11: asked not to be identified for privacy reasons provided a receipt she says is from the clinic.
2: The woman who has requested anonymity citing privacy concerns, Provided the Daily Beast with a receipt from the abortion clinic.
7: The woman who remains anonymous citing privacy
0: concerns. At her request, we agreed not to use her name, calling her Jane Doe instead. But she says she now wants to show her face.
2: How about that one? See how they use the same phrase? Privacy concerns. Privacy concerns. Privacy concerns. Hmm. This woman has no privacy. She didn't ask for it. It's part of the public record. But they gave it to her anyway. Cut 14.
9: And he just starts backing the car off. And he wasn't going fast. Like, I'm not, I'm not bleeding, but I just can't believe he would
8: run me over.
2: I'm only guessing at her name, by the way. It's a little bit, um, you know, it's not a name you hear every day. It's spelled O-U-L-E-Y-E, last name N-D-O-Y-E. Olyai Nidoye, I think. I never heard it before. Have you? Did you hear that story? No. Because you could do whatever you had to do to take Herschel out because he's pro-life. Because he's pro-life. Um, They even brought out another woman who did not want to be identified until the day before the election. Sure, you can use my name the day before the election. Anything goes. Just got to stop... Uh, We just got to make sure that abortion stays with us, right? Abortion, abortion, abortion. You can do anything in the name of abortion. Christine Blasey Ford, we can shut down the whole damned economy to watch her sit there, goofy, crying, silly glasses, lying, can't, no specifics whatsoever. And she's treated seriously. Serious. Wall to wall. Do you remember that? What a bizarre moment. And I tell you what, yes, I had a, I had a couple of, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you take down Judge Kavanaugh at the time, and they had just gone through all of his credentials, you know, Harvard, Yale, um, you know, this letter of recommendation, this president, he worked for that person, he was on Air Force One, he flew the world, he was in charge of all the intelligence of the do- Every guy is listening to this and saying, you know what, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I don't quite have that record. Most people don't. This guy never a blip. He had a perfect, perfect resume. And somebody at the last minute comes forward, and you know how many responsible people said, no, you should go away now because this person said something about you without any doubt. If they could have taken him out, they'll take anybody out. They'll, and they're still trying. They are still trying. And the other message is, by the way, don't mess with us. If you are so silly to run for office and we oppose you, we'll destroy you. We'll get your own family to say stuff about you. You know, Christian Walker. Anyway, I think Herschel's great. And, uh, oh, this got him in trouble, too. He's talking to Diamond and Silk. He's talking about, well, I'm sorry, but disproportionately – It seems like if you look at the numbers, black men more than white men are likely to walk out on a family. It's the data. Some people want to address that. I want to address that. I want to talk about it. I want to do whatever we can because it wasn't always like this, everybody. But you know what? I should shut up because I'm just a white guy, right? Well, let's let Herschel talk about it. Herschel should be able to talk about it, right? I do think so. Cut 18.
5: What we need to do is let's go in our neighborhood and let's become fathers of those fatherless child, meaning let's try to direct them in the right way.
9: What about teaching our black men that if you lay down with a woman and you make a baby, it is your responsibility to stay there to make sure that that child is raised.
5: Well, that's what I'm talking about. Give them good values that you have. Mm-hmm. Then you say, "You know what, and I said this to someone I said, "If you have a child with a woman, even if you have to leave that woman, even if you have to leave that woman, you don't leave the child right right? you let that child know you try to work it out, you're going to be respectful to her, and you're going to be respectful of her to other things. you show that to your child.
2: well, who can argue with that, right? It's kind of a beautiful thing to say i I mean i'm beautiful it's I think it's helpful, it's not negative. How dare Herschel Walker talk like that? You know how many kids he has? Who the hell is he to talk like that? Oh, boy. He can't talk like that. We don't want to hear that from Herschel. You can't talk about that, Herschel. Only um, Barack Obama can talk about that, right? Perfect family has been there every step of the way, and he has, by the way. But wait a second. Not even he can talk about it. He got bitch slapped by the left for talking about it. You know that, right? You can't talk about the, uh, the crisis in the black community. You can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Herschel can't talk about it. Barack Obama can't talk about it. Yet we go from in 1967. Listen to this number. And this was considered a crisis in, forgive me, 1965. The Moynihan Report. 33% of all black children were born into single parent homes. No father. And that was a crisis back then. You know what the number is now? It's damn near 70%. It's three times as bad. And there's even less attention, less care, less hope. You can't talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, 1619 Project. Let's talk about the systemic racism. Let's talk about uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, we need more uh, more representation in Hollywood. Let's talk about everything but the issues. I actually think this is fixable. I was talking to somebody the other day. You can never fix it. Nobody will ever fix it. You know what? And the violence, one-year-old children being killed. You know this is not happening in many places. It's happening in about a half dozen zip codes in the damn country. And we can't figure it out. We're too, what, sensitive, afraid. Yeah, not afraid of bullets, afraid of what they're going to say. It's very, very kind of ironic and a little bit ridiculous, That it falls to me, Greg Kelly, the nut job on the radio and on the TV to speak about this, the most important issue of our time. Isn't that wild? Barack Obama, he ran for president because he thought he could address this. And then he got bitch slapped so hard, he never bothered to again. Because, well, a man like him can't afford to look bad. I don't know. He just... He got some criticism, and he's not about taking risks. He's about being cool. Just wild, though. Herschel can't talk about it, and Barack Obama can't talk. One of the reasons why they didn't want Barack Obama talking about it, you know why? He's too white. Barack Obama is too white. Now, where did I hear that from? Barack Obama. He writes about it in his 16 memoirs, all those books about himself. Talks about... How he was not trusted in Chicago because, yes, of his white ancestry, his white relatives. They're like, who is this guy who's a white mother, black father? We don't trust him. He's He's not black enough. He's too white. We don't want to hear from him. And he's sensitive to this. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like not being accepted. So he had to choose, and he went all in. He could have been this singular figure, a real leader, but he went all in on the crazy, woke, victimization crap. And he didn't make a damn bit of difference, did he? Carrie in Queens, hello.
11: Thank you for taking
2: my call. This deal that this uh, oh,
11: this president has done is second only To the Indians selling Manhattan Island to the settlers for $24 worth of beads. (laughs) This is so disgusting. I'm so fed up. It's just adding one more pile onto the garbage that we've had from this administration. Patton and MacArthur are spinning in their graves. Every decent Marine, an Army person, an Air Force person is disgusted. Then they wonder why they can't get enlistments. I am so fed up from this, I can't begin to tell you. To switch, to send back this, this, this murderer, this arms dealer... even salute the flag, and we're giving back this arms deal. If a huh, it's a
9: disgrace.
11: Biden is a disgrace to this country. This administration is a curse on us, and that's how I feel.
2: I'm glad you called. I feel the same way. I really do. And you, your your rage, your this rawness of it all. I, you're you're right. You speak for millions. You speak for millions. Ah, uh, gosh. How are you otherwise? I'm sorry. I know this has got you distressed, but uh, did you call before once?
11: I'm an, I'm an elderly person.
2: Did you call before? What this
11: country's uh. become from this Biden, uh. what he's done, one more pile onto the pile of garbage, one thing after the other, after the other. And now this is a disgrace. I mean, I'm I'm so fed up. I can't begin I, to tell.
2: You. I, well, that's what. I, okay, you sound inconsolable now. I share your, you know, but we gotta look on the bright side. All right, we gotta. I want to talk about some positive stuff. Anything uh, you're looking forward to these days, Carrie? Please, something.
11: No, it's just <laughs> I have my uh, DVDs and I'll watch the Second <laughs> World War on the DVDs. I'm reading an
2: excellent book. It's called Chestize. Hey, wait back, a second. Please. Are you the one? Did I buy you something? I bought yeah. you that walker, right? Yes. Well, Carrie. I, I, yeah, but I, just be careful. Don't give my name out on this. Don't worry. I don't need repercussions. understand what I'm saying? I understand totally. All right. It's been a long time. You know, I was, uh, quite frankly, just blown away by that thank you note you wrote. Oh, wait a second.
11: <laughs> I'm getting a Christmas card. <laughs> uh, <all
2: right. laughs> Carrie, you are amazing. And I remember you're the one who told me that story. And I think you were very impressed. You told me about that grammar school you worked in, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's, he was. He's what gold. was the name of the school? Now what? He's gold next to what we got now. You're talking right. about Trump because Trump, uh, Trump was a student in the school where you used to teach, but you weren't there when he was there. What was the name of that school again? Flower School. Yeah, and they still knew about him, right? I mean, he was still, like, you were still talking about him at the school. Well, I,
11: yeah that I'm not even going to go into because I don't want to get sued, you know these, oh
2: you're you know, not going to you know, get sued that's no, true actually yeah, yeah, yeah
11: you yeah, yeah. this is why I'm even talking to you under another name you know you do what am I going to tell you you got a very bad uh, whole system here that you know you can't get traced
2: back what can all right relax well, no there's still Americans we still have protection here this is still America, nice things still happen. You call the radio station. You tell them about your problems. You say that somebody stole your walker, and what do you know? The guy on the radio gets you a new walker. Come on, that was kind of a thing. You know the hoops we had to jump through to get that.
11: You're getting a Christmas card for you and your family. Thank oh, you so much. I listen right. to you every day,
2: Carrie, and uh, thank you so I much. Say? No, that was a beautiful. That was it. Was a it was a privilege to do that with uh, for you, and uh, I appreciate it. Just don't get too down. All right. Hey, wait a second. You do the collages as well, right? Say again? Don't you do collages or something like that?
11: Yes, yes, yes. They collage. Yeah. I cut out different things, and I make a theme, and uh, then I varnish it, and I can use it on any anything. Uh, you know, even discarded wooden products or anything you can you can make a nice antique out of it. I love I'm
2: it. Concerned. I love it. I love it. I need to, I need a hobby like that. I need I need something like that. Well, Carrie, thank you very much. Let's not get too down. I know it's ridiculous, but. God sees all, and we're going to see a massive correction, I do believe. Thank you, Carrie, and I'll be right back.
1: Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show.
2: You notice um, it's harder to buy stuff. Everything's more expensive. But literally, it's physically harder to buy stuff, especially at the uh, drugstores. You know, you go in there, and the even the they used to have the razor blades under lock and key. Now they have M and M's under lock and key. It's it's a ludicrous situation, and um, it happened because well, we essentially decriminalized shoplifting. Alvin Bragg and other maniacs, even before Alvin Bragg showed up, culturally it was just uh, this is. We're not going to make those arrests. We're not going to apprehend anybody. We're not going to stop them. And there's an element of, uh, what's the word, Uh, what's the phrase, Um, well, guilt, white guilt or something like that, because, quite frankly, if you look at it, if you study it, if you really focus on it, a lot of these crimes are happening in, well, do me a favor, BLM and all that stuff, right, who did it really kind of impact? more than anyone else not you and me but sophisticated liberal mostly white fabulous people on television and look at how look at how they show their virtue here cut 19 This is a reckoning in America on the question of race.
0: This idea that we're living in this racial reckoning where everyone's talking about race, everyone's talking about kind of opportunity. Now we're in a moment, John, where people are taking to the streets in a moment of racial reckoning.
6: As you know and our viewers know, we've been living through a racial reckoning this summer. America right now is in the middle of a racial reckoning. This year has uh, never been more important for
3: truth, transparency and reliable information.
2: Oh, that's uh, on CNN, uh, no less. Uh, What does reckoning actually mean? The action or process of calculating or estimating something. Uh, It's got to be more than that. Uh, Reckoning. What does it mean? Uh, The the time when one is called to account for one's actions, to pay one's debts, or to to fulfill one's promises or obligations. Hmm. A time when the consequences of a course of mistakes or misdeeds are felt. The flow of wealth hurried, overstocking, and brought the day of reckoning nearer, according to R.A. Billington. So what are we supposed to do? This reckoning. A redistribution. A redistribution of resources, of um, more than that, of status. Of status, somehow. Anyway, bottom line, uh, somehow it's uh, okay to steal stuff. It's not, but everyone's feeling it they're closing stores walmart of walmart can't keep up with this it took walmart by the way to call bs on this whole thing walmart you know chanel they're not going to stand up and say anything louis ferragamo or ferragamo louis or salvatore ferragamo whatever you those high end stores they can't say anything finally walmart stood up and said we're going to we've already raised prices and we're going to start closing stores because we can't handle this shoplifting stuff we're all they're all going now it'll be like everything everything must be purchased online this racial reckoning so-called reckoning man oh man oh man a new way of talking you can talk about certain stuff but you can talk about it only in this way and you can't talk about other stuff and the stuff it, it it's all around us and you can't touch it and i can't touch it and even well herschel walker can't touch it no way He's, uh, he's way too compromised in that area, and Barack Obama can't touch it. He's way too perfect in that area. What is going on? Gosh, this is so complicated, and it takes so much energy. You know, it's, it's a parallel universe. It shouldn't be like this. All right, got to go across the street here in a second. Uh, Alfred in the Yonkers, yes.
3: Hi, thanks for taking my call again, Greg. Um, I just wanted to say the police cannot catch a break, and – um. You know, we buried one of Yonkers finest yesterday, and um, I hope he rests in peace. And, you know, he didn't deserve to die the way he died. It was accidental. You know, no one deserves to die, of course. But,
2: um, well, I mean, deserve. we're all going to die. It's just the one that was the uh, the car crash, right? The car crash, right. Yeah. Wow, uh, like, tough. You know, it just was bad
3: break. And um, that, that police chief down in Tampa that got fired, I think— why, why can't they extend the professional courtesy to her? And, and why, why are police officials under such scrutiny? Police and their officials.
2: I know, because people who make millions of dollars sit back on the sidelines, like Gayle King and Willie Geist. Talk about this racial reckoning and criminal justice reform. They do it to enhance and retain their own power. Listen, uh, I got to go. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. I'll see you tonight at Newsmax at 10.
0: Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.